0: everybody and welcome to Shark's Pond a South Park podcast. I am your host Bill. Well, season 16 is off to a pretty good start and this time around going to be talking about Cash for Gold. And to be honest, it's not what I thought this episode would be in a good way. Um I thought this whole episode would have been about the whole cash for gold shtick where you, you know, try to buy something, sell the gold, and you know, that that kind of scam and all that, you know. But that is the title of this week's episode is Cash for Gold. How does it hold up? Well. You'll have to tune in find out right now how this holds up. So, let's dive into this week's episode, Cash for Gold. This episode originally aired on March 21st, 2012, and was written and directed by Trey Parker. Our episode begins at the Senior Citizen's home, where the Marshes are about to leave, When Grandpa gives a gift to Stan. Or as I call him, Billy. Hello there, Billy. So, Stan opens his gift, and it's a bolo tie. And this isn't just any bolo tie. This bolo tie is worth $6,000, and it's got... 14-karat gold, and it's got diamonds. Well, Randy's on to something because he's worried about his dad spending his retirement money because apparently the retirement money is going to go to him when, well, Stan's dad dies. So, Stan wears it the next day because it's a school picture day, and, you know, Carbon's like, well, a little tie. Cool you you look gay so Stan talks about how he got it from his grandfather and this is a replica bolo tie from King Henry the fifth I believe it was King Henry the fifth and he doesn't want to wear it so they tell him about these cash for gold places where you take your gold you know you give it and you get money back so he's like okay well let's go Well, where is one? Well, Kyle tells him that there's, like, one every, like, two blocks, so... Um... So they go to this cash-for-gold place, and he looks at it. He's observing. Notices the 14-karat gold. Notices the diamonds. And he's willing to pay Stan... $15. Yep. Yep. $15. Stan doesn't believe it because he said his grandpa got it for him for $6,000. So he goes to the next cash for gold place. And a woman looks at it. Notices it's a 14 karat gold. Notices the diamonds. She'll offer him $8. Stan is pissed. He's like, this is from King George V. Okay, $9. So then Stan takes it to a Taco Bell. And there's a guy who observes it, looks at it, and is like, I'll offer you a six-layer burrito. And you're like, what? He's like, okay, seven-layer, but I won't go any higher. So the guys are upset about this. And they are trying to figure out okay, well how how, you know, are they getting this? Where are they getting it from? So we see there's a shopping channel called the J&G Shopping Network, the Jewels and Gems Shopping Network. And apparently this guy sells all this stuff, and he sets it at, like, ridiculous prices, and the senior citizens pay for them. And at one point, there's, like, a lady who starts to give her credit card number, and they're like, no, 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 hold on, don't don't say it on the air. We'll we'll let someone take it for you. And then there's another lady who's like, I'm lost, I'm on the freeway. I think wolves are going to come after me. So, then they watch... The guys are watching this, and then Cartman has figured out a, a problem, and he comes up with a math equation, which is kind of funny because Cartman sucks at math. And the guys don't really believe it, but Cartman is, you know, being Cartman, and he's going to stick to it. So this item comes up, and Stan hears his grandpa on the phone, and he's running to stop him. So grandpa's watching the the shopping network and there's his ring. And he you know, Stan gets there and grandpa talks about how he's thinking of getting this for Shelly. And he's like, Does she like jewelry? No, she doesn't like jewelry. Oh, she'll grow up anyway. She's only a baby. And then Stan tells him she's thirteen. And then we get a tremendous scene in this episode. This, this might have been my favorite, one of my favorite scenes of the entire episode. I'm not going to say my favorite, but it's up there. We find out that Stan's grandfather has Alzheimer's disease. And he talks about how he thinks about his dog. That he used to have a border collie named Patches and how he used to remember or he remembers when Patches would lick his face all the time and it would just make him happy and now he can't even remember how Patches looks he remembers like he d- like he remembers like Patches licking his face but doesn't remember What Patches looks like. All because of Alzheimer's disease. And this is a sad scene. But this is such a good scene. Because now we know... Why... Stan's grandfather... Ordered the Bolo tie. Basically because of his Alzheimer's. And... Dan's going to take care of this problem. He's going to fix this problem. Meanwhile, Cartman starts his own cash for Gold Enterprise and pays $3 for a ring from a kid. Then we get to this scene. And this is one of the more funny, incredible scenes from... This epi- I mean, there's so many good scenes in this episode. I just mentioned, you know, uh, Stan and his grandfather. But this scene is a good scene. And this is Stan... To set up the scene. This is Stan calling in the, the cable channel. And what he says... Well, you might not believe it, but it's pretty damn funny.
1: Let me, let me, let me set the stage for you here. You're going to that senior's cocktail party. It's bingo night. You're looking for something to wear. How about a 13 karat panza topanzanite ring? This is, oh, we got a caller already on this one. Hello, sir. You must be a fan of panza topanzanite. Yeah,
2: hi. Um, you should kill yourself. What's that? I said you should kill yourself. What you do is sort of unjustifiable, and you know it's unjustifiable, and you don't care? You're the definition of evil? Kill yourself?
1: Okay, we're going to sell this ring for just $37.95. How's that?
2: I just read that the day shopping networks make most of their money is on the day seniors pick up Social Security checks. Kill yourself.
1: All right, well, you shouldn't say things like that, because... Some host of a Jewelry Channel sure might up and do it, and then you'd feel really
2: bad. No, I wouldn't.
1: Yes, you would.
2: No, because I really want you to kill yourself.
1: All right, well, how about this? If a Jewelry Network host goes home tonight and blows brains out, you might be liable. That's a lawsuit worth 2.7 million dollars. How's that sound?
2: I don't care what happens to me. I care about my grandfather, you morally empty, corrupted maggot.
1: All right, I tell you what. I'll bring the lawsuit down to twenty nine thirty nine.
2: It doesn't matter what price you put on anything. Your only chance to right the wrongs you've done and repay all the elderly people whose lives you've destroyed is to kill yourself.
1: <clears throat> well, you think it's funny, but that's that's calling up and telling someone to kill themselves. That's not a joke.
2: I'm not joking. Do it.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> after <laughs> it's such a good seed it's ridiculous but anyway after Stan calls into the channel Cartman has his own channel and he puts this ring up So at first he wants to Folks, s- these are oh, not- sorry about that uh at first he wants to sell it for $8 billion. Well, he realizes he's not going to get the $8 billion, so he lowers it to $79.95. And an old lady gets it, and he's like, So, how does it feel to F a child? I, I, excuse me? How does it feel to F a child? You have the child for $79.95! And this is just absolute craziness. So, after that, Carmen has this line of, Wow, I should win an award for that. And then we see this statuette of an Academy Award, Sean Penn, and they're basically melting the gold. And it leads into this scene where... Stan is arguing with an executive for, you know, the the melting of gold. And talking about how, you know, you're ripping people off, you're ripping off the elderly, this is not a good thing, this is an absolute terrible thing. And then, Stan gives this guy the old Hindu proverb, he who smelt it, dealt it. And then, the gentleman comes back with another old Hindu proverb. He who denied it, supplied it. Bum, bum, bum. So then Stan has like this little gathering of cash for gold sign people, telling them, you know, this is ridiculous, this is all your fault, you're the people that are making old people spend their hard-earned money on it, and Butters is like, yeah, we're not actually getting paid that much, anyway. And then, you know, they're doing the, you know, he who smelt it, dealt it, denied it, supplied it, shtick. And then, this one guy, this one sign guy, comes and talks about how you should think about where the Proverbs came from. So, it kind of, you know, just goes into their mind, like, oh, really meanwhile Cartman who is on a roll or at least he thinks he's on a roll goes for another cash for gold place and let's just say what he gets is not what he expected
3: Oh, welcome! Welcome to Discount Jewelry Store! Yeah, listen, I'm running a resale business, but I can't get enough of people's unwanted crappy jewelry to keep up, so I'd like to buy some of yours. Oh, you do so good business! You're so clever! I get bad. Let's see, I'm gonna need some gold necklaces, diamond bracelets, and emerald earrings. Okay, why emerald do you like? Uh, I don't know, I guess I'll take that ring there. Oh, you make so good choice! Oh, it's beautiful! Look, it's beautiful! And, uh, maybe I'll take that one for 300 Oh, that's best one! You so clever! You take advantage of my low prices! How about that Tanzanite bracelet for nine ninety five? You got good eye! You so clever! I didn't take an advantage! You like a f- Asian lady? What'd you say? I know! You walk by my store and you say, Oh, there's a nice Asian lady! I think I go in and I f*** her. You Asian lady f*** you! Wait a minute. How much do you pay for this stuff? Oh, I pay thousands! And you come here and f**k me! Okay, quit the act. I'm not f**king you and you know it. No, no, you f**k me! No, no, you f**k me! F**k you!
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, after Carmen realizes (laughs) what has happened, uh, he and Butters end up going to India. How they paid for the tickets, I really don't know. But that's the absurdity of South Park and the wonderful hilarity of the show. And they go to this Indian factory. And we see these poor kids taking, you know, jewelry off and giving them the gold and all that. And Cartman is talking to this lady and he's thinking, you know, he's making this deal when all of a sudden he sees Stan in them and he's thinking that they're making a deal with the Indian people when they're not because Stan is going after this one poor kid who is probably not getting fed that well barely making any money to do this and then what we get is Maybe the weirdest song ever in the... This may be the the weirdest song ever in South Park history. Maybe. Let, let, let's play the clip.
4: What's he doing? pak 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 pat 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 tak 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 ni pak 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 tak 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 tak
0: okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the, the the clip again. However, this time I'm going to do play-by-play coverage of what is happening during the montage after you heard that wonderful, <laughs> wonderful song. So here we go. What's he doing? So the kid takes the jewelry to a box guy boxes the box guy gives the box to a delivery guy flies from india to we'll say atlanta georgia they have these packages guy cuts it with his finger then they open the box there's jewelry they display the jewelry the old people pick up the phone, call to buy it. Then Ed X comes, they deliver the package, and then the old lady opens it, and there's the jewelry. She gives the jewelry to what I assume is her granddaughter. The granddaughter takes it to the cash for gold place. She gets money. The guy packs the gold into a box, sends it to the industrial place. He gets money. Then they open the box with their finger. He dumps the jewelry in. They take the jewels off. And then they dump the gold and they melt it. Then the gold is transferred, we're saying it's from Arizona back to India. And then they get packages in India again. And here they give it to the kids. The kids start pulling the jewelry on the gold and then they put the bracelet into the tray. And then they put it back in the box, they box the box, tape it up, flies back to Atlanta, Georgia. They send it to the shopping network. Guy opens it with his finger again, displays the jewelry. Then more old people buy the jewelry, gets brought to you by ADL. The old people open the jewelry, they offer it to their granddaughter and husband, I guess, then they take it to the cash for gold place. Then they get money for it. Then the gold gets melted again. Then it goes back to India, where the kids are going to make more of it, and that's basically how it's all done. It is just one repeated cycle. So, after they realize that it's just do it over and over again, the one kid gives Stan something, and Stan kind of likes it. So he goes to the park with his grandfather... And he has a gift for his grandfather. So the grandfather opens up the present. And here in this gold-encrusted jewelry frame is a picture of Stan's grandfather with his border collie patches. And that makes his dad, or his grandfather, so happy. Then he realized, then the grandfather realizes the bow tie. And he's like, You get that bow tie? Yeah, grandpa. That looks gay as shit. So that grandpa doesn't remember him buying it. And basically, it's a good way to say, Take it off. And you'd think that would be the end of the episode. You'd think, Okay, that's a good ending. We're going to stop right there. Then we go back back to the Jewelry Channel for this ending.
1: Folks, these are not your average Peridot night earrings. These are 18 karat gold. And we got... Oh, do we have a buyer on the line? Hello? What are you waiting for? Kill yourself. Alright, it, we got another comedian. Ever since that little kid called up, now everybody wants to call and tell me I should kill myself.
3: He was right. Do it.
1: Folks, this is an 800 number. Every time you call and tell me to kill myself, it's costing us $2.36. So now how about a caller who wants to buy jewelry? Yes, hello, sir? You're too scared to do it, aren't you? You don't have the balls. God damn it, I'm not scared to do it. Nah, no, you're scared. You got, you got lady balls. about the parodot earrings yes ma'am they'd look good on your dead body why don't you kill yourself all right that's that that there's the the straw that broke the camel's back i got a gun right here what do you think about that put it against your temple
0: and pull the trigger Finally, are and I want to read before I wrap this up on the on the YouTube of this video. Uh, someone commented, "I do love a happy ending, especially when nobody important gets hurt." <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh god. So uh that that suicide wraps up cash for gold. Um Okay. Thoughts on this episode. This is this is another good episode actually. Um If, if I'm being real with you guys, if I'm being serious with you guys. This is another good episode. Although, with the the difference between this one and Reverse Cowgirl, the previous episode, this one kind of has a slow start, but it's not like it's not a long, slow start. It's like a quick one. And then once it gets going, it gets going. And I thought. They would have focused a lot on Cartman and this new Ponzi scheme, but they really don't. It's kind of like a minor thing, but it but it does play a role into the episode as a whole. And this is just done really well. I, I really like this episode. This is another good one, so they're off to a real good start for the season. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards this being an 8. I, I think I'm going to go with an 8 on this one. Um, I, I think, if I'm going to compare the first two episodes, I think Reverse Cowgirl is just... A little bit better, but it's really not by much. Like, it's close, but I'd say Reverse Cowgirl is the better episode of the two. But again, it's really not by much. This is kind of an underrated gem, um, to pardon what we've gone through in this episode. But, no, I I, I like this one. had some really good scenes in this episode. So I'm going to give this an 8. No production notes, so we're just going to go into what the critics thought of this episode. Max Nicholson of IGN gave this an 8 out of 10, noting that although the episode did take a few scenes to really get cooking, the clips from the infomercial segments were the highlight of the episode, as was the montage surrounding whoever smelt it, denied it, and rhymed it actually dealt it. Nicholson also noted the similarity of Stan's phone call to J&G, in which he angrily urges the host to kill himself to the marketing and advertising bit from comedian Bill Hicks' 1997 album, Arizona Bay. Okay, I've never heard that one, actually, so... um, Maybe I'll listen listen to it after this episode. Who knows? Marcus Gilmer of the AV Club gave this a B-minus. Comparing it to the previous episode, he noted, there were plenty of lines that made me laugh, but that the episode falls short of previous efforts at social commentary, including last week's episode. Well, I don't think you're going to find much social commentary in this episode, except don't go to the shopping networks. They'll probably rip you off and it'll become a bad addiction. Alright, let's go to IMDB, see what they thought of this episode. Over 2,300 people have rated this episode, and the average rating for this is a 7.8 out of 10, so it's just a little bit higher than the previous episode. 722 people gave it an 8, 438 people gave it a 10, I I gave this an 8 by the way, so that's the score I gave it this week, 50 people gave it a 1. To break it to demographics, the average rating for males is a 7.8. With its highest demographic being in the eighteen to twenty-nine category, with an average rating of a seven point nine, it would have been under eighteen with an average rating of a nine. But only two men rated it under eight—that's under eighteen. So I'm not going to really count it. For females, the average rating is an eight, with the highest or the the top demographic being eighteen to twenty-nine and forty-five and over, both with an eight point four rating. Now, with under 18 females, there's only one person that gave it a 10, so I'm not going to really count that as the highest rated. Okay, so uh, after that, let's see what people thought of this episode. Let's go to the user reviews. And let's start... Okay, we'll start with... Varon underscore 120, who wrote, "...I can't tell for how long I've waited for a good South Park episode. Last season, only Human Scentive had, you're getting older, and last of the Mexicans were good episode. I thought they could stop making South Park after getting bad reviews by people. I love South Park. I've been watching it since four or five years, Se- seen all the episodes, have collection of all the seasons." Last season, I had to convince myself that South Park was still good. But this time, Man and Trey made an episode which has South Parks signature on it. I will be more than happy to see such episodes of South Park, for which we are ardent fans of South Park. Story is simple: Stan's grandfather buys him a golden bolo tie worth six grand. Which he buys on a jewelry and shop gold shop or jewelry and gold shopping network. When Stan wants to sell it to cash for gold, people they won't pay more than fifteen dollars. So Stan is agitated and tries find tries to find who is running this entire thing. And Eric wants to use this opportunity to make money. This is a hilarious episode and refreshes memories of genuine South Park. Alright, next review is from Bagdash Bosch, who wrote, South Park changed before, around season 6-8. through It started releasing more parody episodes, with usually some kind of over-the-top plot. Early South Park was so good because the writing was so incredible. The script was hilarious, well-timed, and kept delivering laugh-out-loud moments as well as matter to think about. This matter usually wasn't all too deep. Neither did it have anything to do with recent events. Later, South Park was great too because it made a parody of everything in completely effed up ways, with sarcasm as its number one tool. The characters, however, started to get stale. Now, I've got the feeling as if the creators of South Park are trying to find out what made the show a success and bring these elements back. What I fear they're doing is bringing back the lack of subject matter from early South Park combined with the staleness of later South Park, resulting in in an utter monster. It's still got some funny moments, but that's about it. The plot lines are getting predictable. The characters, especially the boys, are getting predictable. The script and animation gets filled up by predictable gross-out moments, because that's apparently what some people like about South Park. I'm sad to say that I have the feeling that after all these great years, South Park is finally losing it. Oh, I don't know. Not after... Really? Not after this one? Okay. Alright, uh, next review is from 10086CN, who wrote, "'This episode was released at the most satisfying time of all South Park episodes.' It was the latest episode as of March twenty-fourth, twenty twelve, the day CHAO772 Productions had recorded videos of South Park under a VHS tape. It's very interesting. Okay. And our final review is from Derox man Manix. <laughs> I'm gonna botch this, I don't care. Durox Man X. Ex- <laughs> This person wrote, Must see one of the most memorable, raw, gritty lesson to be learned, unusually darker than most other episode, but a necessary one. Attachment of truth into the real world were old, senile people taken advantage of without remorse. Heartless forced slave labor whose lives deemed worthless other than for producing pennies of profits for their masters. Yeah, and that's a good that's a good point there because you do see that, and it's one of those like this this is real like this stuff actually happens, and you kind of wonder if it'll ever be taken care of. I I really don't know. Some maybe someday it will, but unfortunately, you know, stuff like this is gonna keep going well that's gonna do it for this episode uh, you could follow the show on Twitter at sharks pond 97 and join our Facebook group sharks pond a South Park podcast where you could join others to discuss past present and when it comes up future South Park episodes next time around gonna be talking about the episode faith Hillings Hmm. Wonder what that's going to have to do with Faith Hill. We'll have to wait and see. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm your host Bill, and let's play some weird music to close out the episode. What's he doing? <laughs>
4: tut pa ta 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 pa